0: Holy crystal ball, this is Flight Check Season 2, Episode 7, we're back once again, talking FlyQuest in all capacities, and you know, we are the biggest capacity of them all, a top two team in LCS, that is something, I'll be honest, I wasn't sure if I was going to be saying that this season. But, boy, does it feel nice. I don't think Top any ready to say it this season. <laughs> Top two team after three weeks, and damn, it feels good. My name is Sandy Toes, and to my left and my extra left are my fellow hosts, Nox Late War and <laughs> Curly Double Q. Nox, yep. uh, I just want the viewer—let the viewer understand— <laughs> That the show usually starts at eight p.m. Eastern time. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how we got to an eight twenty five start. Um, you know, it, it it happens like that. But uh, you know, hey, welcome to the show. We usually start at eight p.m. Eastern time. Uh, I mean, how are uh, you know? How was your two-weekend? <laughs> Well, the, the two the weekend let me tell you was fabulous.
1: Uh, it was a great weekend. Uh, celebrated Valentine's Day on Saturday because couldn't do it on Monday. So, ha- going from dignitas beating dignitas into a fancy date night with the girlfriend, into yeah. Sunday and us beating hundred thieves. It's a pretty pretty good weekend. It's pretty good weekend. It's a pretty good weekend. It is I, pretty weekend.
0: Know, I would uh, I would firmly agree with that one, Curly. After the excitement of football has left your system uh, <laughs> after last week, uh, you the can one week your, I cared about football. <laughs> yeah, you can put your full and sole focus on LCS once again. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two O. I mean, give me just like the the fifteen second instant reaction. I mean, ha- how does it make you feel? Uh, are you excited? Optimistic? Are we are we at the peak? You know where? How are we feeling here?
2: Uh, how we're feeling is freaking awesome, man. I mean, like, last <laughs> week I predicted the 2-0, and Saturday I checked, we beat Dignitas, I was like, alright, we gotta do it tomorrow, and I was yeah. watching the game as we were, as we won, I was, like, elated. Yeah. Like, it was just, ah, oh, man, I was on my way to d and as we crushed their Nexus, and it was just so, so nice. Um, and yeah, and I wouldn't say we've peaked, we are still climbing up, because there's still three teams we gotta take down. Before I say, we can check where we are, but man, this is amazing, and, and I love it.
0: Yeah, and I think the thing for me, and I'm sure we'll get into this uh, more tonight, is one. I I don't want to say that there's like some level of like oh vindication because if we're being honest as a show, we were not this high on the team. Uh, to start the season, right, mm-hmm. and they have surprised even us. Probably their very most, much surpassed. probably their most ardent supporters uh, in the entire FlyQuest fan community. So, to see where we're at right now, and also you know because there were a lot of other analysts and pundits and what have you uh, ranking FlyQuest. Even lower than we had, because uh, mm-hmm. we all had them collectively in that, like, 7 to 9 range. I don't think—I mean, Knox was unwilling to put us in 10th. Um, <laughs> I'm glad it, I was not willing to put us in I, I'm also That'd glad— be a little
2: um, awkward, but
1: uh, I mean, come like, here, yeah.
0: it is still awkward.
1: Like, we're—okay, yeah. uh, even if you want to count the tiebreaker and how technically we're down oh one one to, like, TL, and we're not mm-hmm. ignoring that we're technically tied for first, we're like, we're second, right? That is the right. direct inverse of what I thought we would be. So, <laughs> yeah. by all means, so, y'all can shame me, and I will happily take it.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, for my part, it's it feels really good to have... When people doubt you and your ability, and then you watch your team succeed, it feels so much better. Like, Team Liquid is expected to just win, right? Like, they're yeah. expected to just stomp through. That's what they're created to do. If they do anything less than that, it's a failure for them, right? And this team, you know, we had Nick on the show, right? And he was like, you know, the big goal is, you know, got to make playoffs. Right now, we're the big on goal. is really making a five for playoffs. <laughs> yeah, right now, I mean, the goal seems to be even higher. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the ceiling seems to be even higher than we previously thought it was. So that feels really good to just kind of take down some of the naysayers, if you will, Uh, the people who, you know, only really look at teams on paper and say, oh, well, these teams just simply have the better players. It's not about who has the best hands. Um, And clearly there's something special about this team already that is able to just take these dubs and, you know, just keep succeeding. And look at that. We're 5-1, tied with Team Liquid for first place in the LCS, and Super Week is upon us. So, let's get into the Week 3 recap, starting out with the Dignitas match that happened Saturday. Uh, Or should I say Dignitas, because once again, Dignitas, uh, as an organization, loses the game at Baron. I don't know about loses the game, but definitely a turning moment um in that match and this game for me was it was certainly interesting because we got to see us you know go even further away from how we opened up the season with the smite tops uh and now we put kumo on the irelia um and so like immediately we're just looking at a very different setup than what we had, you know, previously been running and gotten wins with. So, putting a lot of trust in uh, Kumo on Irelia, we run Senna, Tom Kench in the bot lane. Tukui gets the prized Corki, uh, and then Jose Dioto. I loved his um, interview, by the way, after the game, where he was like. I knew they were going to ban out junglers. I thought they were going to ban Lee Sin on, you know, uh, uh, Blue one two three, and they did not. <laughs> and uh, he takes that Lee Sin, and he certainly punished them for it. And this felt like a good, strong win to me. So, let's get into it. Nox, uh, just starting with you, like, give me your thoughts overall on this game. What were you seeing? What stood out to you here?
1: Um. So... Big thing I want to emphasize so far, the split is our drafting has been like a godsend compared to last year. Um, we are being very creative with our drafts, breaking. It feels like every single week we're kind of breaking out something new. Like week one was obviously the, the support top smite stuff. Week mm-hmm. two we played a little more standard, in which case I mean a lot of teams I'm sitting here are probably sitting here prepping for like, oh my god, they're gonna break up the support top smite stuff. Like I don't know what to do with this. And so we play Standard, and I'm sure that's kind of like throwing teams off a little bit. And then we come into this week, and we pull out a Senna-Kensh lane, which I don't think has really been played in the LCS outside of maybe... Not once. this season. Yeah, okay, so not even this season. <clears throat> so I'm sure teams were prepped for that. And then on Sunday, we pull out the Trindamir and Vegar against 100 Thieves. Like, we are hmm. a very hard team to prep for right now. Like, every single mm-hmm. week, we continue to break out new stuff in draft. And that is awesome. Like... Huge, 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 huge thumbs up to Sharks and Fantics on the draft prep because it is making teams absolutely work to figure out how to play what we want to play. Um so yeah, the big thing I want to start off with is the Senate Kensch lane because I think it took a dignitas off guard. Aframu was an absolute tank. Uh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there was that one fight in the mid game where he got absolutely chunked for like three quarters of health. Full health again with the help of Johnson. <laughs> it was just like nothing happened. burned a bunch of yeah. so um, that that and just I think this weekend really Jose Dioto is feeling himself, man. Like oh my, this weekend God, really yes. emphasized why I think FlyQuest decided to keep Jose Dioto because I know a lot of people were like, hey, bring on NXI. The, this yeah. weekend's showing why he deserved another shot on this team and why I'm very glad I stood by him, too, thinking he deserved another shot. Because I know he's a good jungler. He's shown he's a good jungler. And this weekend, his terms of pathing in the early game absolutely beat both closer and uh, River in the early game. Don't get me wrong. like mm-hmm. Both of those junglers had their moments in later on in the game. But at least in the early game, Jose out-pathed them. And it was fantastic to see, and it helped get Kumo ahead.
0: Yeah, uh Curly, I mean, what were your uh what were where were your thoughts in terms of this matchup? So, I mean, talking about first of all, I want to get your thoughts on the top lane matchup, so the Irelia, yeah. the Irelia and the Graves, and I believe the Irelia was the last pick, so it was uh into the Graves. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, talk to me about this matchup. I mean, when you're You know, looking at it, what is, you know, what's the expectation here? Um, I mean, what, yeah, what are your thoughts on on that lane?
2: I mean, obviously, uh, one thing you expect usually if you're taking melee into the range is that you're going to have a tough time. Like, you got to try a little harder to make sure you're winning lane. Um, Kumo didn't care about that precedent at all. He just continuously had the pressure, uh, like, the adequate pressure on fake god um and was just playing better and never once had a deficit in cs like and was even putting out more damage in early lane trades than Graves was. And he was like there were a lot of moments where you could feel him like getting ready to like make off like make a really big play and just <laughs> one thing went tight, like one small thing went wrong. Like the only reason he died from the uh gank uh, that Jose Diotto had tried to give him was because of fake god's flash if fake god didn't flash he would have gotten the alt off he would have gotten the kill and he would have ran away with lane way quicker than he did mm-hmm. um and then the fact that that gank failed and he uh jose dioto died for it and it didn't really hurt uh kumo and his laning at all and jose dioto wasn't really too affected by that slight misplay like just really good on the top side um then another thing is like talking about dakui in the mid lane like Just you know, doing the thing he always does, applying a good amount of pressure to blue. Um, Like it wasn't as quick as it always was, but it still, still was there. And so this just this had me feeling very good about our top side of the map. Um, And then you know, just we knew bot lane was going to be on lock. Nothing against Neo and Biofrost. It's just Afremov and Johnson. The way they've been vibing all season. I'd argue. I mean, aside from the fact that we're already in top, like, tied for first, you cannot call them anything less than a top three bot lane on a bad day, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, so I just... actually want to talk about this this bot lane of Senna TK. We've not seen a ton of that in the LCS, really. Um, I actually, unless my memory is cheating me here, I don't know if we've seen the Senna Tom Kane... Tom Kench Lane like this uh, all season long so far. Mm-hmm. Knox, I don't know if you remember I- so if fine. any other teams have played it or if another league has played it maybe. But okay, so it's I'm, not I'm as... very
1: confident another at a minimum another league has played it. But I yeah not sure if LCS has. I think okay. we actually may be the first LCS team to do it. Okay.
2: We are because I'm looking at the entire spring history and the only other Senna was pulled out by 100 Thieves and that was with. Um, Set,
1: set support against immortals.
2: Okay, there was one other Senna, and that was Danny on it with uh, Ra- uh, Rel. And no, it wasn't against immortals; it was against EG. Oh, okay, okay, yes,
0: yeah. So it's just very uh, it's cool to me to see that we're willing to play bot lanes that are not super meta right now that we're willing to again go outside of the kind of the boundaries i mean we've seen uh, i mean what do people play right now it's jinx aphelios, uh, aphelios. yeah aphelios zary uh, if it's not banned. caitlin if it's not banned. aphelios yeah jinx, I, yeah jinx aphelios. i'm just I mean, looking jinx aphelios <laughs> i see a varus, maybe some Jin here and there a varus game uh <laughs> Ezreal here and there, but it's literally Jinx, Aphelios, maybe a Jin. Um
2: I've seen one, maybe two lanes.
0: Yeah. Uh, just not, not a lot of variety in the bot lane. Uh, no. So nice to see us break this uh, combo out. We know that Senna Tom Kench is a very powerful lane. Um, and I mean, there were a couple moments that really stood out to me. One was uh, when we got the uh, three kills uh, near, I think it was near drag, around like the 16 to 18 minute mark. Mm -hmm. Um, Big turning point there. For sure. That felt really good. And it was from that moment in the game that I felt like we were in control and we and we maintained that control throughout. And that I think is my big point for this game is we gained control mm-hmm. and then we maintained it. There was no I think there were a couple weird times where like we gave up a kill or mm-hmm. a pick, but nothing that was ever crippling. Nothing that was well, ever like letting them back into the game, giving them a shot at you know picking up you know, gold or towers or whatever.
2: I mean, for me, I, like, felt we were in control a lot because the takeaway I had from my VOD review today was we did have little slip-ups here or there, but we were always able to get something out of it. Like, I think um, it was the second Drake. We didn't... We weren't able to get it, so we decided to take two of their lives instead. You know, it's like, all right, we lost a Drake. We'll just take a couple of your lives. We'll get some kills. We'll get some gold. Mm -hmm. Um, We... Spent a lot of time in, like, um, that mid-lane fight that gave Jose Dioto four kills, but um, Blue was able to get all the way to our inhib turret, or no, to the inhibitor. He didn't get the inhib, but he got it all the way to that top inhib, but we didn't let them get anything past that. Like, for the rest of that, until we got the Baron and were able to push all the way back to their inhib and actually take the inhib, Mm -hmm. we did a perfect job of never letting them do anything. Like, we just did a lot of good... All right, we lost this small thing. How do we make it mean nothing? And how do we get ourselves ahead? And it was just continuous throughout. Where you lose an objective, you get a good kill, or you get pressure elsewhere. We lost a tower. Let's do this. It was yeah. that was the entire match to me, and it reflected in the fact that we were consistently ahead in gold, even when they had technically better map plays. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think uh, overall, I was going to say, we, we've become one of the better trading teams in the league right now. Like, all, all six of our games, have not outside of TSM, because that was, like, the one and only stomp, all six of our games have been very back and forth, like, where both ourselves and whoever we were playing had gold leads. Like, the game was swingy. So, I, I think it's very nice to see that, like, no matter what, you're going to have to work to get a win against us, which... <laughs> Is just great to see. I, I like the fact that no matter what the pressure stays on, because at any point, if you slip up, you've seen how clutch these fights have been. There's lots mm-hmm. and lots of people out there who are currently saying, hey, uh, Flaggots just got lucky. Like, if they don't win some of these fights here or there, like, mm-hmm. they could easily be 3-3 three and three right here. In which case, my response to them is, yeah, but the thing is, we've repeatedly shown that we're clutching fights. So... I think uh, you're gonna have to do better than that if you were gonna want to take wins against us.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another thing that I really liked was we continued to show priority on uh, first Drake. You know, stacking those up uh, early, quickly. Um, I think it's it's pretty clear to me, at least, that a lot of our game plans have revolved around going for soul point. Or forcing the other team um, to come in for a, a soul uh, fight, and you know, taking advantage of them feeling rushed and hurried, and you know, using those mistakes to take advantage. Um, one particular macro—I don't know if I would call it macro—but just like kind of a play that I want to call out is that uh, late game fight. I'm pretty, I'm like 99% sure this was the Dignitas uh, game. Um, Mm -hmm. I literally just watched both games back to back. So hopefully I'm I'm not like (laughs) mixing up the two, but um, we kind of started up Baron and this was like late, like around the 30 to 35 minute mark, maybe 35, started up Baron. Uh, They, they, you know, come for it. We peel away and we kind of go like, up and around Baron, and it looks like we're yeah. just, it looks like we're just leaving, and yep. they have no vision, and they're just mm-hmm. like, "Oh, we'll sneak Baron while they are <laughs> resetting and doing their recall," and then out of nowhere,
1: Jose, <laughs> oh,
0: out of nowhere, <laughs> we come out of the dark, and you can just see the moment where Dig like has that like. You know, record scratch, freeze frame. Yep, that's me. <laughs> You're probably wondering how I got into this situation. It all started when I tried to sneak a Baron while I thought they were resetting. And then we just kind of wipe the floor and take yeah. Baron from it, and basically that's game right Win there. Win the game, yeah. I don't know who made that call. Whoever it was, I would love for them to take credit for it so she- that I can just, like...
2: Which is 8,000. I, I mean,
1: Please, I have to imagine them. part of it is Jose, right? Because Jose, cause Jose yeah. is the mm-hmm. one that made the play. Like, there's no mm-hmm. way Jose doesn't have some part of that call while he's making he's like, the I roundabout around Baron, cuts River off, and gets a perfect kick right in a flight quest. Like, it's just beautifully played, right? So yeah. I have to imagine at least part of that credit has to go to Jose.
0: Yeah. It was. Uh... Yeah, so I, I was just really pleased with just that maneuver. Um, I don't think you... I, I don't know if those kinds of things are appreciated enough when we see them in-game. You know, usually we're like, oh, the laning, oh, the team fight. But just kind of like the head game that got played. Yeah. Where it was like, yeah. we know they don't have vision here. Let's take advantage of that. Use the fog of war to our advantage. Swoop back in take the game, you know, take the fight, take the game, and it was really, really cool to see. I loved that moment.
2: Well, another thing I saw from this match, too, is just a lot of confidence and coordination from
0: everyone. Mm -hmm.
2: Like, everything felt, like, every moment felt perfectly, like, this is what we wanted to do. And I want to say there might have been one team fight that wasn't like that, and they were like, all right, we messed up this one, not doing that the rest of the match. Mm -hmm. And it was just absolutely... Beautiful. Um, and I'm thinking... I think it was the Dignitas match. Yeah, because it was uh, when Takui was on Corky, Where, like, we are so confident that he TPs way deep bot lane to cut them off, dies for it, and then we still get something out of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... <laughs> it was just... It's insane. And th- I, if we keep this up, I, I see so much good things in our future i'm trying not to get ahead of ourselves but like if we keep playing like we did this weekend oh my god man oh my god yeah
0: yeah it felt good i mean I- i'm going to unfortunately be the one to like exercise and encourage caution that we don't get like too ahead of ourselves absolutely um you know we've still got the super week coming up uh strength of schedule is still not really on our side um we we really
1: did get the low-ranked teams out of the way early on so yes
0: which to be fair it's good that we beat them all and it's a good sign because it's like okay these are the teams that we should be beating and i don't like it when Folks try to use that as like, oh, FlyQuest, you know, their wins aren't worth anything. They just beat up on all the bad teams. Hundred Thieves lost to Immortals, uh, so you know, like, you can lose to the bad teams, but you should be beating them, right? Um, and so to con for our only loss to be the to be to the other team that we are tied for first with. Very good. Simon. After six games. Very good sign, and not to—I I keep saying this line—not to get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> but for Week Four, two of the three teams that we're playing don't look good, um, mm-hmm. and so I—I I think signs are uh, signs are positive. All right, uh, that is the Dignitas game. Any other final notes on it before we move to the next uh, next match?
1: Uh, who who got player of the game that game? Do you remember It was
0: Jose. Jose, okay. Jose did it Yeah, okay. I,
1: I yeah. definitely agree with that one then. Okay.
0: Yeah, his lease was definitely on point, as the kids say. All right. Moving on to week three recap. The match against 100 L's. Um, Quite possibly
2: the most important match for this podcast, at the very It's
0: it's honestly true. Uh, We have a great (laughs) relationship with 100 TalkPod. We love those guys. Definitely some friendly banter going on uh, throughout the week, uh, throughout the day as the game was going on. And I would say this was a really good game. Here's the thing uh, that I will say. I think 100 Thieves should have won this game. Interesting. I I actually think that. Um, I think they had the opportunity, they just did not take advantage of them. Now... Um, their big issue was that they let the Vigar go for way too long. <laughs> and uh, you know,
2: there were a few other issues. There were a few other issues, enough.
0: but we'll start with the Vigar. Uh, I mean, and let's start with a draft. I loved the Vigar pick.
1: Oh my god. Really, yes. really
0: loved the Vigar pick. Um This is a complete side tangent, but uh I was watching the uh TL game uh from Saturday where Bjergsen also played uh Vigar he hit 1000 ap on, on vigar Dar. literally as the nexus was exploding. Uh so that felt that that was really uh, fun to see. Um mm-hmm. and then so Tukui takes the Vigar and I need to look at the uh the way the picks and bands went cuz I don't remember if we took that into we, we went
1: Jinx thresh uh Vigar uh third and they first picked Corki. Yeah.
0: They first picked Corki. So we take the mm-hmm. So yeah, we take the bot lane of Jinx Thresh, really powerful bot lane. Uh mm-hmm. they take Aphelios Leona in response and then we counter pick the Corki with Vigar and that leaves top jungle up. So we basically trade back some uh you know, back and forth some jungle and top bans. And then Jose takes Hecarim, they go Nar Trundle and then we finish off with Akko. R5 Trendemir and I believe this was the first time we've seen Kumo play this on stage this season. It is. It is. Um, and I want to make a note clear, and this was something that uh, the Dive talked about last week, which is that playing a champ for the first time on stage does not mean you are first-timing that champ 99% of the time. So
1: Unless you're fudged. Kum-
0: <laughs> Unless you're you your first and you're literally first timing Soraka, um, <laughs> but I guarantee you Kumo has played this in scrims. Uh, you know, almost certainly has probably played this in solo queue, so he's not first timing this champ. Uh, otherwise, any time a rookie you know gets on stage, oh my god, he's first timing LeBlanc. It, no, it's just his first game in the LCS ever. So, I saw someone somewhere who was like dang, Kumo busting out the first-time Trindomir and rolling with it shows you how easy this champion is. It's like, no? no? It's like, y- you no, he he definitely has played this other than stage.
1: Okay, so, I, I actually really want to, like, give props to Kumo here because even Azale yeah. mentioned it right as the match was beginning. He's like, this is actually a very rough lane for the Trindomir in the early game, right? And what was great for us as the observers was we actually followed that top lane for... Probably a good solid six out of the first eight minutes. Like, there was a lot of time spent. It was
2: the the Kumo show, baby.
1: In which case, he actually was shutting down the Gnar when it's not a good matchup for the Tryndamere. Like, he was blowing Flash on Sunday. He was drawing pressure from uh, Closer up top, burned his Flash too, Mm -hmm. resulted in his Flash, resulted in another gank uh, from Closer coming up. And, I mean, it was just like they couldn't get anything out of it. It was just Summers were being burnt. But there was no pressure being put on, and it just allowed eventually for Jose to come top and punish Sunday. It was just there was yeah. so much pressure topside, and I I really want to emphasize like to a lot of people right now, including myself, because I have been a huge proponent of the idea that Kumo is just our weak side player. He's gonna be the one that's kind of put off to the side. He's gonna take his shit and just deal with it, and that's what it's gonna be. While the our bot lane, who's what Curly was saying earlier, maybe debatably top three in the league right now. We're just going to let them do their thing. And we're going to let our mid lane, who's looking like an MVP candidate, do his thing. No, Kuno's like, "Uh uh-uh, I deserve some spotlight this this season. Mm -hmm. I'm going to show you how it's done. There's no more tanks happening. There's no more weak side playing. I'm breaking out the Aurelia. I'm breaking out the Tryndamere. I'm breaking out the support, support smite tops. This man is demanding respect right now. And, You know what, I'm sorry, I haven't been giving it, but I'm going to be giving it now. Because he's looked damn good, he deserved the player of the game, this game, and I'm happy where he's at right now, and I'm excited to see where he's continuing to go.
2: Hey, remember when your uh, armchair GM draft had Jenkins instead of Kumo?
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's been a wild couple months.
2: Yeah, right. No, because like, here's the thing. Before I get in, like, we go any further, I do want to focus on Kumo right now because I've been saying this week in week out, Kumo will fill whatever role Sharks and Richard ask him to fill. They'll he'll like they'll be doing the setup, like they'll be whatever game prep it is. Kuma's being like, they're like, Kumo, you're playing support today. He's like, I got you. Kumo, you're being orn today. I got you. Kumo, you're the carry. I got you. Kumo. I feel like he has a champion ocean at this point, and I didn't even realize that. I was like, all right, he can play a couple things. I think if you look at every top lane viable champ, he can put it there. Um, <clears throat> and the only person I know in the league that can rival that depth is Bwipo, um, because is also known for pulling other things out, whereas your other NA top laners are usually your standard, I'll be the bruiser or I'll be the weak side, and maybe a carry or there, you know? Yeah. And so... Just seeing Kumo step up so much and, like, fill all these roles and just continuously improve
0: week in and week out,
2: it's the best thing for me.
0: Yeah. I love it so much. Yeah. I mean, I think it's hilarious, you kids talking shit about Kumo. (laughs) (laughs) You wouldn't say this shit to him at LAN. He's jacked. Not only that, but he wears the freshest clothes... Eats at the chillest restaurants and hangs out with the hottest dudes. Y'all are pathetic. I mean, what else you know, can I say? The Fly
2: Roster I, is pretty. You know, I mean, they are some fly I dudes. That, uh,
0: I think that just kind of sums it up. Uh, sums it up right there. Yeah, For Kuma, Kuma looks good. Uh, I believe I saw somewhere. Knox, I think you sent this screenshot around. Peter Dunn in the in one of the either the Oracles Elixir in Discord the Oracles or,
1: Elixir Discord. Yeah
0: basically saying that if the season was to end today and he was voting for all pro he He'd would put kumo yeah he would he would put kumo down as his first team all pro I mean that is uh that is high praise and mm-hmm. yeah I think it's time to put some respect on kumo's name um so yeah so there's that so let's talk about this game so uh, if we're being honest the game does not start out in our favor uh at one point we are no. down. Three thousand gold, four thousand even. Was was it four thousand one point? Actually, I think it peaked at five thousand,
1: six thousand. Actually, was peaked at six thousand.
0: It was actually a twenty thousand gold deficit. (laughs) (laughs) We actually
2: had no gold, and they had everything. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah. We the we actually didn't have any items, while they were all on six items. Uh, That's really what was going on there. Um, Oh man. So. I if I'm being honest, yeah, I thought this game was I wasn't I'm not going to say over, but I was not optimistic about how it was going. Uh they were getting a lot of kills, especially after um they dived bot lane early and FBI got the double kill on the Aphelios, you know, a very very powerful champ. Um you know, I was not optimistic about mm-hmm. our ability to fight into that Aphelios after it gets two kills uh, in the early game. Like, that's going to be tough. Um, however, the Vygar comes in clutch. And if you one of you wants to talk about this Vygar pick, you know, please do. I think it's just... it. it was, I was just really excited to see it, and I was really excited to see how Tukui piloted it. It was really, really good. I,
1: I think the genius of this Veigar pick is you have a Trindomir top lane who is terrifying, right? Because it's just straight... He, it's a stat check, right? It's just straight AD. He's coming to maul you down with his attack damage, and you have to build armor for that, right? Then you have a Jinx. More a- attack damage. And then Hecar- Hecarim does, like, mix of magic, whatever. But, like, just... You're not really itemizing to protect yourself against this Veigar, right? Like, mm-hmm. and so you, you saw it mid lane when, uh, someday got caught, just got absolutely Ooh. nuked. Like 2k hp deleted. gone in instant. So, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, there was even a moment where, uh, closer, uh, you know, on the trundle, I don't recall what, uh, what his build looked like, but he got, uh, he got chunked, chunked down pretty to bad half too. health. He got chunked down yeah. to half
1: health. So it, par- part of it is the draft overall, right? Like, it it, it has a supporting staff making sure it can do what it needs to do. But at the same time, it is just a strong pick. And it's actually kind of genius in the sense that if you go look at all Flight Quest games, once again, minus the TSM one, it's like the one outlier in the best way possible. Um, Like, our games have been going kind of long, right? Uh, And it's because we want to make sure we close out cleanly and make sure that we do everything correctly. And in some cases, it makes sure we have time to claw it back, and so yeah. this Vagar pick is great in that sense because it is probably one of the best scalers in the game, especially for AP damage. And so, just everything about this Vagar pick is just—it's chef's kiss, beautiful. Like I cannot <laughs> get—I really cannot fun. give enough credit to Sharks for using it himself <laughs> after seeing Bjergsen doing it the day before.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure it was more than just, you know, oh, Bjergsen ran this, we can run it too. Oh, I'm sure we've
1: been practicing it, but, like, seeing yeah. Bjergsen run it successfully on stage gives us even more confidence. Like, yeah, if he can do it, like, you can absolutely do it too.
0: Yeah, Vigar is not really a champ. When I think of, like, Bjergsen champs, Vigar does not come to mind, if I'm being no, honest. so at all. Yeah, very cool. Uh, very cool to see that. Um couple moments that i want to talk about i think we have to talk about the game ending fight and to Kui's hands i mean there's no other way to say it his hands in that game was just absolutely incredible yeah. um
1: I, I was, I was going to say, though, really quick, because, like, that's the end of the, end of the game, right? Yeah. Sure, sure, we, sure. We,
0: we, we should hold that off for a okay, minute, Okay, yeah, though, yeah, right? yeah, absolutely. It's a lot to talk about there. Yeah, um, yeah, bring up your points, please.
1: I, I was going to say, because I've seen lots and lots of debates and I want to hear both of y'all's thoughts, but how much of an effect do you guys think objective bounties had on this game in our favor?
2: Very little. Very, very little, and I'll get to it in a minute because I feel like I want to let Sandy go first so I can refute him
0: all i I was gonna say about it was maybe to some extent but really not as much as i think other folks are saying um Mm -hmm. i think they certainly helped you know like on the scale of like like did they hurt no absolutely not It, it definitely helped To get some objective bounties. The only... So, we only got two objective bounties. Yeah.
2: And I want to say the most beneficial one would be when Johnson was solo pushing top turret and got that for himself. That might have given him the extra gold he needed to get a part of a build, you know? Mm -hmm. So, that one maybe was worth it for Johnson individually. But then the other objective bounty I recall us getting, I believe... um, was it, drake? was it the drake, it drake. yeah it was yes. drake and so that split amongst a lot of people yeah and so you're not getting a lot of gold off of that and that's it that is the only objective bounties we got the whole time the rest of our gold comeback was shutting down abadaga was this flat gold from baron was continuing to get shutdowns because then i want to say at some point uh someday had lived long enough to get a farm uh bounty which we claimed like it was not objective bounties it was objectively better play is what got us the gold back. And so we just started playing smarter, like we had gotten kicked in a little bit. So we took a second, we came back, we rallied, we made smart plays, we got, we got the kills that we needed to do, and now the game was ours. And so that is what won us the game. It was not objective bounties really at all. So It, it was Krimo being an absolute
1: toxic chat on Tryndamere and soloing Abadage <laughs> under turret, is what it was. <laughs> well, it, it wasn't just
2: that, though, because another thing I talked about, uh, like I saw, was, I don't know when exactly it happened, but at some point, so Johnson was pretty far down uh, in CS from Aphelios, Um mm-hmm. and like, and then at some point he just started running away with it, and by the end of the game I want to say it was like 60-70 CS ahead of FBI. Like, just every player that was set back a bit, because even Takui never regained his CS uh at all. Because Abadaga, I'll give Abadaga credit here, he actually did a good job of keeping Takui on the ropes more than Takui uh, normally keeps other laners on the ropes. So, like, good job, Abadaga. <laughs> but he didn't let that stop him, as we saw. So, like, it was just every player knew how to come back in their own little way.
0: Yeah, and I was going to talk about how, you know, speaking of, like, making a comeback, great to see the mentality not waver. Great mm-hmm. to see us not crumble uh, and just go down without a fight. To go look for picks. To be an absolute chat on the Tryndamere, uh, like Kumo did, and walk in. Use your ult, solo down Abadage. Yeah, he did die, but it did create, I believe, that was... two other kills
2: uh, in that it fight. It did, yeah. Because he um, he hit him three times and he's yeah, gone. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and we got a couple other kills, and that was Baron right there.
2: Got um, Goofy and Abadage. Because Hugi. I think it
0: was just uh, Someday and FBI remaining after that. Yep. Um,. So their jungle's gone, right? So they can't yeah. really contest barring a miracle Nar steal somehow. Um Couldn't imagine that. Yeah, and I, yeah, I can't imagine that happening. So yeah, just and that's the thing that I think we have not seen a lot of in LCS is teams being willing to try to make plays even if Um, the odds are not in their favor. Like, if, you know, being willing to take a... Oh, this is a 35-65 fight. Or this is a 40-60 fight. Guys, like, can, can we do it? And just, like, trusting in your teammates, trusting in your comms, trusting in your hands enough to go in and doing that. And when you trust in those things, when you have the faith and the communication and the synergy, that levels the odds. Because, A... Your opponents might not be expecting Kubo <laughs> to just run in on the Trindemir like that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. Like when you are surprised, right? It takes you a little bit longer to react appropriately.
2: Absolutely, um,
0: and I think that's really what it did. Is it's like, oh wow, we were not expecting Flyquest, you know, to like play one hundred thieves here oh, wow, we weren't expecting FlyQuest to actually put up a fight. We were expecting them to just kind of roll over, mutter something about the trees, and then say, have a nice day, we'll see you later. Yeah, look out for Mother Nature, bro. Yeah, 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 oh, watch out, don't tread on us, you know, like, or whatever you Mm want to say. So, great to see the mentality be strong, looking for the picks, looking for the comeback moments, and, you know, just going for it. Um, So, another thing... Yeah, go ahead.
2: So after this, too, because you like you said, after this, we get Baron. And so I want to talk about Baron in this uh, matchup. Mm-hmm. Because there were three Barons in the whole game, and only two of them mattered. And they were our Barons. Because, um, so we get this first Baron, we get a lot out of it. Like, we get up to their base, pretty much. Um, and the only thing, I want to say the only thing left was the uh, Tier 1 tower on the bottom. And I want to say we had chipped away at their Nexus Uh, Or not Nexus, they're in hip Towers. Uh, And then some time goes on, you know, we get everything we can out of that, we retreat, uh, we do the other things in the match, and then we go for the next Baron, um, and this one goes to Hunter Thieves. But then we kill three of them, so what are they going to do with two of them? Um, Arguably not their best pushers, because I want to say it was just Closer and Someday that had added at the end, after all that. So, like, not a lot of push potential there with just two Baron buffs. And so they get absolutely nothing from that. They don't even try to funnel into one lane to maybe get something out of it. They just don't get any turrets out of that baron buff. So we took that away from them in an instant. And then we get to the third baron, um, which we use, yet again, really, really well. Um, Something I've talked about before, and I know LCS Broadcast has brought it up every once in a while, is uh, Team Liquid has a formula for when they get buried. They're going to push mid lane and another lane. We did exactly that. We were like, all right, we learned from Team Liquid losing to them. We know how to bring out the the perfect strat. And so we were just, and we didn't just do mid and top. We just kept making Hunter Thieves dance around. It's like, all right, are you going to defend here? Are you going to defend here? Like, we're sieging. We don't even have to go in. We're still taking your stuff. Mm-hmm. So that, like, we had chipped away at the Nexus turrets. We got two inhibs out of it. We got on their inhib turret. It was just... We used it so effectively, and it was very beautiful to see.
0: Yeah, Nox, I mean, were there any other standout moments for you in this matchup?
1: Um... I mean, the the main thing I really just want to highlight for this matchup was just how well Takui played. There There is yeah, a reason mm-hmm. why this man ended up getting Player of the Week, and it, mm-hmm. it, it comes solely off of this game. It's not even the Dignitas game, because if I'm being honest, I don't think he really did all that much in the Dignitas game. This game alone is the reason why he deserved Player of the Week.
0: I would um, say what he didn't do in the Dignitas game was make critical mistakes, and he was stable, and he played well. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, This game though, he shined. He absolutely shined. Um, I think he had the only one mistake of getting caught in the mid lane, and even then that was with the pretense and idea of having Aframu right behind him with the lantern. Like, he thought he was going to get out of that situation. So
2: He just got chained. Yeah, you know? in
1: which case, I mean, okay, at least you weren't just being dumb. You had a whole, like, you weren't being greedy for the tower plates. Like, he, he just got caught. The rest of the game, mm-hmm. he played Immaculate, though. The cages were great. The predator use was awesome. Um, and, I mean, part of that final fight, like, are we getting into the final fight now?
2: I think we get to the yeah, final fight. Yeah, I think fight. we get okay. to the final fight. So,
1: that, that final fight... Um, the idea from Abadage—it's there. It's the right idea, but dude, you were forty something minutes into a late game fight with a Vagar <laughs> who has over one thousand AP. You cannot dive into him. You cannot. You get one shot like you did, and don't get me wrong—like it's still a winnable fight at that point because you have. Johnson, who is still coming back from base, and you have a dead move. It is effectively still a three v four. But again, Takui hits a two man root with the Everfrost, manages mm-hmm. the stasis in time while dropping his dark matter right on top of FBI, chunking him for I think it was like eighty five percent of his health. And then you just have Johnson, who is lined up with the shot that cleans it up. Mm-hmm. Like oh,
2: that alt was so beautiful. It,
1: it was. It was. Be- but it. it it did nothing effectively outside of just the execute. All that was Takui. All of that was, all of, that was all of it was Takui, And yeah. so, I just, I cannot get over, A, I'm sorry Abadaget, like, I know a lot of 100 Thieves fans right now are very annoyed with your play. I actually think he actually, he, he did okay for the most part of this game, but, That was a critical mistake. And I think, honestly, it kind of comes down to the fact that is not a popular champion. It's not something you run into. You do not run into situations where you're playing a 40-minute Vagar with over 1,000 AP stacks all that often, right? You don't think about the fact that, oh, I have package, I'm going to dive in, and then he's going to one-shot me with his ultimate. It's not something that comes to your mind. You think, I may get chunked, but I should still be able to kite and, like, fight it out a little bit. You don't think to get one-shot. So... I, I'm going to give Abadaga a lot of leeway on this, but he did make a mistake mm-hmm. there. And Takui punished literally about like 100% as much as he could have. And it's yeah. just beautiful.
0: Yeah. No, it was, it was really good. Um, the final fight, there was something really small in that fight that was super key. Uh, but Takui saves... I still am, like, trying to remember what the new items are called. I think it's the Everfrost. Everfrost, yeah. The Everfrost. And uh, he ends up rooting uh, two Mm. people right in front of him. And that gives him just enough space to get out. But just the ability to react in such a perfect sequencing uh, was so cool to see. Um and I love the Vigar. Hey, you know what? If uh if he's got that in his back pocket, then I am okay with us letting other teams blind pick Corky on B1 more often. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, if we can bust out the Vigar to uh well, speaking of the corky, like, also
2: another finesse moment is having the reaction time to unload your entire kit as Corky's packaging right past you. Like that had to be in an instant. You have this much time as he's just zooming yeah. to have him in your range. You know.
0: Well, I believe uh... is the Vigar ult point and click. Yes,
2: it is point and click. Yeah, but yeah, you yeah. had to, you have to like see him coming by. Right, <laughs> you right, know? and yeah, you just have to
0: like, <laughs> y- yeah, you have to get on it. Um, which again, like. That does point to me, like, the strangeness of the decision by Abadaga to go in like that when you know it's, you know, some point-and-click abilities that Takui has access to. It's not like he has to hit a LeBlanc chain or, you know, uh, like a Jinx, you know, uh, mm-hmm. zap, zap or something like that. Um, you know, it's just point-and-click, delete. <laughs> Uh, I mean that's really what happened Takui, like sees him coming and he goes control alt delete and uh he calls it <laughs> he, he, he calls it a day on him so uh you know at the end of the day it's a dub uh you know maybe not the cleanest dub um than that we've had all season but it was definitely. Um, a dub. Here's another discussion point about the 100 Thieves game, though. Uh, once is an accident, uh, twice is a coincidence, and three times is a pattern. This is now the third week in a row that FlyQuest has released an... this. Ikebana. Ikebana dedication mm-hmm. video. And we have subsequently then beaten that team. Uh, and this is a legitimate question I want to pose. Uh, the Ikebana curse, who should we be applying it to for Super Week? Um, I, I'm just assuming it's legitimate at this point. Like, there's really no discussion my guess in is my for mind. It, we're, we're throwing uh, it at C9 for sure. I think you have to throw it at C9. I And, like, that will definitely now... If you want to think about it from a content standpoint, it probably would be smartest of them to geniuses. do C9 uh oh, for yeah. this because it's like, okay, Immortals doesn't really have a fan base. E.G. kinda does, but not as big as Cloud9. I mean, if you look at the two teams that we could have picked this week, who has the bigger fan base? Hundred Thieves or Dig? Hundred <laughs> Thieves. Yeah. Uh, TSM versus Team Liquid, a uh, bit of a toss-up, you know, a bit of a coin toss there, but still, TSM still has a pretty big fan base. Uh, and then the week before, uh, it was Golden Guardians, right? Yep. Um, mm-hmm. so, and people, I would say, like Golden Guardians more than they do CLG right now, even though CLG still might have the bigger fan base. From a content standpoint, I think you pick Cloud9 for your EK on uh, dedication,
1: Co- Co- Remind one. me again
0: what was what, what was the second one week? Uh, it was TSM. TSM. Yeah.
1: TSM has a bigger fan base than Team Liquid,
2: technically. TSM does have a bigger fan base. I would agree. I was I was just thinking, are we going down? Like, do we have any connections to past ones? Because like with GG, we're like giving the Ichibana to Lit Poe is not on TSM anymore, so we have no one to give it to there. Well, um, Curry,
1: Curry, Curry is Curry's Curry.
2: not on TSM either, is he? Nope, yeah. So crazy. Afro, Afro, like at least here, you know, Afro Moo's giving it to hoogie so like you know i was thinking nah it's definitely content wise probably going to be c9
1: yeah so content wise i would agree c9 however if this curse is real i actually <laughs> want to give it to eg i don't uh, so wh- why not
2: bro they shouldn't be two and four that's all i'm gonna say they shouldn't be two and
0: four and somehow they are are you are you saying that as in, they should be worse than that or better? Than no,
2: that? they should be better than that. Oh. I don't know what is going on in EG land.
1: Yeah, that, and the, that's why I want to give it to EG because I think they're going to get their crap figured out, so I want to give them one little more curse so we <laughs> stay above them. Because <laughs> I think Cloud9's actually going to be crapping the bed right now dealing with the loss of LS. Uh,
0: Yeah, last shadow. Maybe so. Uh, lost streamer, if you will. Um, Yeah, Uh, you know, I think we're in agreement, though, that the Ikevana curse is real. And, you know, other teams should beware it. It is a reality, and you need to take that into account when you are doing your weekly prep for this team. Uh, Let's talk week four. It is super week. Um, Very exciting. We've not really had a super week. To this extent. Now, I mean, I know last year we had three games a week. Um, So we're back to that. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, Friday, taking on... As I pull up the schedule... The skedge. Where is it? I don't have it here. It's on wallesports.com. It is, and I was just...
1: I also typed it on the FlyQuest subreddit, so it's line. also
0: on slash. evil geniuses <laughs> last game of the day versus evil geniuses on friday uh second to last fourth game of the day on Saturday versus immortals and first game of the day versus cloud nine on sunday uh let's talk about this i think there's a little bit to discuss here plenty of uh you know plenty of things to talk about. E.g. floundering right now, Uh, Mm -hmm. not living up to the hype that was promised. JoJo is not the second coming of NA, Um, at least so far, still plenty of time, you know, for him to, you know show what he can do he's only played six games yada 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 my name is tim Sevenhusen, and i'm just gonna defend jojo until i die um, <laughs> oh, geez, look so i love tim I, I really do but like I, travis was making fun of him uh on hotline league last week or uh, mm-hmm. you know like they'll lose and tim will like run to twitter to be like this isn't jojo's best you know like he is yet to show what he can do and it's like yeah, i i agree but like
1: you're, you're kind of being a
0: helicopter parent right now, we, we We know. We know, Tim. <laughs> we're, we're, we're aware. Like, whatever. Um, all right, EG. I have an apology to make, first of all, in that my predictions last week, uh, I, I said 0-2, and I was wrong. Uh, I was very wrong, in fact. It was quite the opposite. So the real question is, should I just go ahead and predict 0-3, for the week and you know just reverse psychology the boys into a 3-0 weekend no give
2: it your genuine thought
0: (laughs) no i i think um i'm optimistic about this i think eg seems to be in a bit of a rough place uh things don't seem to be working out there as well as they possibly could be um i think takui looks like a better mid laner right now than jojo has been um, Johnson and Afro are proving to be, again, a very strong, stable bot lane. Kumo has looked nutty. Jose looks really good. I think Inspired is still very good, and Impact is still really good. Um, but I feel like it's the mid-to-bot side of the map for us that we actually might have the advantage on um, right now. Uh, and so right now, I'm I'm calling it for us uh, over, eg, I'm I'm putting down Flyquest for myself, um, but you know, certainly willing to hear some arguments in both directions.
1: So I mean, go oh, go ahead, yeah.
2: I'm just gonna say this right now. The only thing I might be slightly worried about would be impact, and uh, after this weekend with Kumo's performance, I'm not worried about that. And I might be hyphy, I might be huffing hopium after the high of what we're doing right now. But like, I'm gonna say an EG win because I'm not afraid to say that Takui is 100% better than Jojo Pion. Like, he just is. He is. You can try to tell me otherwise and I'll listen to you and I'll figure out any argument to tell you otherwise. Um, Inspired, here's an interesting one for me. Inspired has not been looking quite as good as I expected him to be. Especially because, you know, I'm a huge uh, LEC fan. I thought he was going to be a good fit for this EG roster. He's not been kind of living up to snuff. Danny and Vulcan, I think they're still good, but just not as good as Johnson and Afremov have been. So all around, I just fully
0: believe in this team's ability to take on EG.
1: All
0: right, I'm putting you down for FlyQuest. Uh, Knox, I mean, give me... Is it pessimistic Knox this week, or is it optimistic Knox?
1: So, uh... I wanted to bring up. Speaking of curses and everything, <laughs> it is a three-day match schedule this weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm oh sure. No. Well, I'm sure y'all oh remember no. last year's curse that we had. I do. It, is there a world where we go back to the one-two curse?
2: Absolutely not.
1: <laughs> so it, it's just interesting because I. I this is a weekend where you have two teams who, theoretically, power ranking-wise, should have been above us, right? And EG and Cloud9. And then you've had Immortals, who's, since like the very beginning, just not been looking good. Um, that lines up with a 1-2, is all I'm going to say. But we'll, I'll, I'll break it down by the line. Um, I do think we will be eg um something i want to keep an eye on and is something i will point out in the weekend forecast is that eg has been putting a lot of emphasis on giving jojo corky and i personally my Feigar
0: time baby
1: <laughs> i personally with my silver brain analysis um i don't think corky is a pick for jojo there is not a lot of uh, agency on Corky outside of those package timers, which was nerfed, by the way. So instead of every five minutes to six minutes or something like that, um, you just you're really relying on the Pope, which is strong. It's busted, but that's not the kind of player JoJo is. He's the kind of person that wants to create plays. So fly and how well Sharks has been drafting lately, if they can somehow force JoJo onto another quirky pick, I know that's kind of terrifying because of how strong it is right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not all that worried because JoJo's been shown that he really can't do much on the pick. So, and even then, if you can force him onto something that isn't as agency heavy, I, I think we'll be okay. So, yeah, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to say Fly takes this match against CG. I
0: like it. I like it a lot. Uh, Immortals. Immortals is a really bad team. Um, and it's weird because I'm about to say a phrase about this game that I'm not used to saying. But I'm concerned about this being a trap game.
1: I am um, too, actually. I'm. I'm actually really worried about this game
0: considering that we have seen uh, Immortals actually beat strong teams like Hundred Thieves strong team, very good team but, you know, did drop to Immortals Um, I think on the day Immortals could show up and do well I am still personally going to predict FlyQuest here because I just think we are the better team overall but, yeah, this is a potential trap game, and I am a little worried about it. Um, I mean, Curly, how do you feel about about going up against Immortals?
2: Um, The only thing I would be slightly worried about is mid lane. Um, because, you know, we're still kind of in control mage meta, uh, and PoE is control mage... Guy like he is who you think of, um, and so I'm very intrigued to see how our current um, fly mid laner handles our old fly control mage mid laner, and so that's that's something I'm going to be very excited to see. Um, but otherwise, I'm not too concerned at all. I don't think it's going to be a trap game because from what I've seen from Mortal's uh, gameplay, even in the victory against Hunter Thieves and then E.G., um, the way they play these were. They almost lost to EG at some points, if you ask me. Um, And it was just they had some good resilience and were able to focus on some slip-ups from 100 Thieves. So I'd say 100 Thieves' game against Immortals was more of a throw um, than their game against us. Like It wasn't a throw, but it was closer to that, right? Mm -hmm. Where they made bigger mistakes that Immortals was able to latch on to. So I don't think Immortals is going to play better than us, especially after how perfectly coordinated we seen this weekend I think it's just we're gonna be able to manipulate the map way better we're going to <clears throat> kumo is better than revenge um, wild turtle looks a little inconsistent um, Xersey is there uh, so I think like I think we're just better across the board and our gameplay is better and so like I just think we should yeah so we should win this no cap yeah. and like if we lose this I, that, that makes me a little concerned because if we pull off these wins like against 100 Thieves and then these other just really good plays um, and then we somehow throw to Immortals I'd be like huh I don't know like it feels icky but I
0: don't think we're going to lose we're going to win yeah Nox uh...
1: yeah I'm not, I'm not going to sit on this too long I think we'll win it um, I am a little nervous because I do think Immortals has shown glimpses of improvement, and that, uh, and I'm kind of, I'm, I'm really hoping that we give Immortals the due respect that they deserve because I do think they can absolutely stunt on us randomly if they get the chance. But um, we, we should win it. I think overall we've shown better coordination and especially better team fighting than they have, so it should mm-hmm. be a dub for us.
0: Alright, and the final match of the week. uh, The first game on Sunday against Cloud9, and so I'll start with my prediction, which is uh, a loss here. I am going to predict the loss. However, um, what I want to say about this weekend just in general is that I think the variance is all over the place. E.g., could get their crap together and absolutely roll immortals could be the trap game that we're worried about c9 we know that they can be very good and hey maybe after a week to recover from you know the loss of their coach i talk about him like like he died or something it, in the eyes of the lcs in the eyes of the lcs and of cloud nine he kind of did but uh in you know firing their coach um, you know, I expect them to be, you know, all business and, you know, back to it. So we could easily go 3 this weekend, in my opinion. But I also think we could go 3-0 because Cloud9 has not looked super consistent. Um, and I think there have been some times where, you know, they have not... Uh, played to their best i mean they dropped to clg this past weekend so um i am gonna put down c9 uh for my prediction here however uh you know i certainly think it can be you know a fly win uh overall Ooh, and i need to fix this you,
1: your boxes are messed up sandy
0: you know what <laughs> i uh you know it's didn't. fine
1: I, it's fine i was late don't worry about
0: it. I'm not. I'm not used to having. Uh, I'm not used to having three boxes, three rows necessary. So, uh, I. I. You know. I. Uh, we don't usually uh, call out stuff in the chat, but I do want to shout out what Ars Key just uh, wrote. This week is three zero to 0-3, No middle ground. I mean, yeah, I agree. It. It could be. I think it could really go any way. I think we could beat any of these teams, and I think we could lose to any of these teams. But I am calling the two one uh, week. So uh, Nox, let's let's start with you for the Cloud Nine game because I think this one I think is the toughest to predict out of them all.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm actually gonna side with you on this one, Sandy. I think it'll be a Cloud Nine win. Um, in all the interviews that I've seen so far, especially coming from Fudge, it seems that there's already been turmoil around the whole LS situation. Uh, there was just, like, LS was doing a lot of work, but apparently it's not, whatever the reason was, it was not the direction Cloud9 wanted to go, right? Which So I think the staff and the players at Cloud9 are still good enough to have proper strategy prep and proper gameplay, but I think a lot of it was the turmoil and the, and I'm I want to emphasize this, the distractions that were happening in that environment leading up to this past weekend. Um, obviously now with LS gone, I, I think the distractions are done and taken care of. I think Cloud9 will have a different look, which actually is kind of scary for us because it may make them a little harder to prep for instead of having like the past three weeks of like, hey, here's how LS is doing things. And maybe we can think of a strategy that way. And now we have to kind of go back to the, how's Max Waldo going to want to play? So um, I actually think it may be slightly harder for us to prep for them this week. And I think it's kind of going to go back to Cloud9 being cloud nine and just being solid players and not having any turmoil distracting from practice time or going on stage or whatever it may be.
0: Mm-hmm. I I do want to uh, quickly uh note here. Um, I don't know if any of you saw a uh, C9 summits tweet uh, over the weekend uh, where it was just a, literally a video of him walking down the hallway in the LCS studio, but, and he just writes, on my way to beat the shit out of TSM. (laughs) And then someone replied and added fudge and was like, did you write this tweet for summit? And then summit replies and just goes, I wrote it myself. (laughs) I just, you know, I just greatly appreciate that. Uh, you know, there's the, uh, there's the tweet in the chat. If you want to, if you want to go read that. So look, yeah, I think C9 Um, is going to be back to business and uh, doing their thing. I think the demise of the Church of L.S. has been greatly exaggerated. I think they can absolutely still do the things and the strategies that he has been proclaiming. They're just not going to really do it with him there, which is going to be weird. Not going to get into what happened there. We don't know. Absolutely mm-hmm. no idea. Uh, Curly, give us your fly C nine thoughts.
2: Um, you guys have your extinguishers.
1: Uh, oh. hold on, hold on. You know what? We we gotta just start having them prepped for you, Curly.
2: <laughs> I might be being a little hyphy. Here. A little. A little hyphy here. I might be huffing the hopium off of the like this awesome beautiful weekend but I think I Was not a believer in the church. I was a sacrilegious person to begin with. <laughs> However, I believe that the church helps C9 way more than people realize especially because when you bring the church of LS into the role swap of fudge now granted fudge all of what showed last season he can learn he can improve over a season however i feel like you take all these components and you take out ls it's gonna hurt things and granted saturday they lost to clg partially because it was probably a very sudden or like they were dealing with all that behind the scenes stuff so they weren't able to fully prep um however and then it can even translate to sunday Where a lot of people will say that TSM threw the game more than C9 won the game. TSM should have won that. So they Yeah, so they they didn't like their win against TSM, not illegitimate, but not very legitimate. And I just while we I was waiting for my turn, did a little bit of a stat comparison. And in every role, statistically, our players are doing better aside from support where it's hard to gauge statistically like on oracle's elixir because um with like just with the vision and all that stuff it's like weird stats but for the kill share the kill participation everything our individual players are doing better than seen to begin with right and then we take all that stats out of it because statistics based analysis is like good for some things hmm I think we just have the superior team environment. I think we just have shown that we are a squad that fully believes in each other, that is able to withstand punches thrown at us, that is able to learn from every match and step up and meet the best of the best. And I'm not saying c is going to be easy. I do think that they'll have that week to recover from not LS. They're still going to look good. But the way that sharks and richard draft the way that sharks and richard prep the way that they run this team and the way that the players run with each other is just going to be better league of legends and then on top of that even if you take all that away takui is going to be better than fudge without a doubt and jose diodo has shown that he can take takui's confidence and ability to win lane and translate it into something for the rest of the team. And Blabber is Blabber. Like, even when he's really good, he has his weird days, man. So, like, Jose DeOdo this season hasn't had a weird day.
0: So I think we just win. We we just win. Just win, bro. Just win. <laughs> so it's a 3-0 for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh. All right. Well, there you go. Um, Yeah, I mean, just to sum sum things up, yeah, I think we're all clearly all in agreement. E.G. and Immortals should be dubs. E.G. looks discombobulated. Uh, Immortals just looks bad. A little bit of disagreement on Cloud9 versus Fly, but hey, uh, what is this show without some light disagreement over... Whether we're gonna win the split or finish in tenth, you know. Um,
1: At least Curly has faith. <laughs> uh,
0: it's not like we don't. We're predicting a two-one <laughs> weekend, so you know there is that. He's a pure uh, believer, though. Yeah, he's a he's a pure believer. Um, shoot, there was something I wanted to. Oh, I wanted to quickly mention. We talked about it earlier. Big shout out to Takui, player of the week. That is not Please an accolade out. that we want to just gloss over. Um, that's really cool to see. Great to see a FlyQuest player get it. Um, from what I can tell, we're doing pretty well in the POG leaderboard right now. So that's great. Um, you know what? We are going to gloss over real quick is how I did in Fantasy versus Curly. Um, I sure. actually, yeah. you know what happened? He didn't stand a chance. It was the craziest thing. Uh, I logged into the sleeper app today, Mm -hmm. and it was just like, oh, you're going to get a, you know, nothing happened. Uh, The Mm. records are being erased. And, uh, you know, mine
2: didn't say that. Let me, I I got it. As soon
0: as Nox gets my PayPal, uh, (laughs) uh, the records should be changed to accurately reflect uh, who won that matchup. Um,
1: (laughs) You know. Uh, I actually t- completely forgot that I can do that.
0: <laughs> yeah. So
2: my uh, my base points are the best in this week, regardless. So I, I think uh, I think it's a fair win on my.
0: Well, I believe you had um, the you had both Jose and Tukui as the highest. Uh, um, base stat earners. Yes. Yeah, base stat earners. But the worst part was that I had. Uh, the highest top lane and support earners in kumo and uh who he so that mm-hmm. was um you know here's the thing who he like like you and i both
2: got uh our respective picks for the uh 100 thieves bot lane in our um because i have fbi and you have who he they did good even in loss so like they're still good players and it was still good to have them on your team. It's just Yeah. I have a better overall team.
0: Dang it. I was trying to make a copy <laughs> real quick. I was trying to do the you know, <laughs> hello knox war, Sandito's here. Check PayPal, thank you. <laughs> uh, in the chat real quick. Um all right, great. Uh that is the flight check fantasy recap real quick. Uh moving on quickly, just to wrap up the show, the Academy update. They go 1-1 one, one and 1-1. One, one. Uh, Nox, I don't know how much of Academy you got to watch this week, but any any points there that you want to bring up?
1: Uh, we played E... Oh, hold on. I know. Who did we play? Who did we play? <laughs> Sorry, one, one sec, one sec. Uh, You're
2: our academy guy. Come on.
1: <laughs> so I remember the games. I don't remember who we played, though. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> because a, a lot of the reason why I'm not remembering is because we kind of had the exact same issues and same good things as we have in the past. weeks. Okay, we played EGA and Immortals. That's right. Okay. In which case, both games were kind of the same thing for us. Uh, we had a great early game Game 1. Against EG, and then game two came around, and we were winning the early game yet again. And we did our classic one in the jungle and got mm-hmm. collapsed on. And then Kaori got three kills and then promptly proceeded to roll the rest of the game, and it was a 1 1. And then it, uh, Immortals was a bit different in the, sen- in the sense of the game that we lost. They, they just kind of stomped us from the very beginning, but it was kind of the same thing for when we beat them the first game as well. Like, we just kind of stomped them in the beginning, so. Um, more than anything, uh, I think we we just got to work on our consistency now. Like <laughs> this team is actually way... like we're ranked ninth in academy right now, but we are we're playing like we're trying to get into the top four. I think honestly, yeah. we're we're really really good, and our ranking does not represent where we're at.
0: I think for me, seeing the consistent improvement um, over the last few weeks gives me faith for when it comes to Proving Grounds that we are not going to fall to some amateur teams early on, you know, in the Proving Grounds play-in. I I mean, this is assuming that we don't make some kind of miracle run and get top six um, in Academy regular season. Uh, So barring that, I'm assuming, you know, okay, we're probably going to be in this Proving Grounds play-in knowing the quality of teams of amateur teams that will likely be in that plan. Like it's not going to be hundred next. It's not going to be, you know, any of the other, it's not going to be Winthrop. It's not going to be any of the other top amateur teams. Um, You know, I have full faith that we will pull through that and uh, make it into the regular proving grounds event, Um, which I don't know if I would have been able to say, uh, after Weeks 1 and 2, but, you know, after the last few weeks, I mean, I'll take one ones. you know? Uh, I'll take some one ones. Um I would prefer some 2-0s eventually, but, um, yeah, I'll, I'll take some one ones. ones Curly, I don't know if you have any thoughts on, on just how Academy is going.
2: I gotta wait for my schedule to allow me to watch it, man. They go Fair live enough. while I'm in lab or, like, in class, and then I gotta go to work. It's just, it's not working out, man. happens.
0: Happens to the best of us. All right. Uh, any any final notes? Any topics that we want to hit on that we did not uh, did not touch on yet?
1: The, very fast I smash mean... update. Uh, Kedoran won Lawless Melee number three. His third in a row. Uh, he's doing really really well. And then Flyquest X Training Ground Tuesday starts tomorrow.
0: Yes. Oh, I can't believe we didn't talk about this. Yo. Literally announced uh, at right after our show ended last week, FlyQuest announced that they are going to be now sponsoring Kodoran's Training Mode Tuesdays. I don't know if it's his tournament, but it's definitely something he's helped organize. Um, so there's now a $1,000 prize pool every week, uh, which is incredible, um, giving it a lot more support. It's going to be on twitch.tv slash FlyQuest. So that is really dope. Uh, as well, at least I believe uh, they said on the announcement that it was going to be Twitch.tv slash FlyQuest. Um, uh, it's either that or Kadorin's, uh Either she- that or Kadoran's channel, Parij, and um, some big names coming on the show. Toff, Zane, uh, some other Melee guys. Uh, so that is really exciting to see us getting more involved in the Smash scene. I just remembered the other um, thing I wanted to talk about. I know we have some yeah. new like community socials interns out there. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I've noticed the quality of tweets from the account has risen recently. And uh, I just want to shout that out. Thank you for making some good tweets, some banger content that that I can retweet uh, and feel good about. Especially, you know, especially today's tweet of uh, you know, what uh, what other esports would you like to see us hashtag showcase? I was greatness?
2: gonna, I was about to mention that man, and they
0: list CS:GO, Apex Legends, Dota Two, and um, a little game, you might have heard of it, also by Riot, called uh, Valorant. Please, give me a fly quest valorant team i am begging please. i am crying pleading <laughs> smashing things rolling around on the ground give me a tier two fly quest valorant team that's all i ask for we um, yeah, yeah i don't i don't even need it to be tier one i just want to have something to root for in vct uh, I'd love it. I would love I, it. I do want to point out the really way.
1: fast though that Aframu replied to that tweet with like the eyes emoji and then he said apex question mark. He did. I, I think not, he likes... I, don't, I, I don't know if that means anything. Or that he may he... just like it, but
0: well, okay, 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 so, so Aframu yeah. said Apex please, and then Nick replied oh, to eyes I was. Emoji. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So <laughs> interesting. Uh maybe nah. it, yeah. Maybe i will have to get on some uh, some Apex sometime soon. That no, would be... I, I Valorant all the way. That's what we got to get into. I, I do the... think, uh, yeah, I do think Valorant would be my
2: favorite. Hundred uh... well, percent. I mean, like they already they already have Fiend. Like Feen responded to that with her diamond play. You know, she's... Mm-hmm. yeah. So I think Valorant's the way to go. We need another way with that we can beat hundred thieves. Yeah, because they're just crumbling there anyway. So might as well take advantage of. Oh yikes!
0: All right. Uh, that is the show hey I want to give a thank you to TMB.TV for the resub uh, two months now uh, from TMB we appreciate your support on the show and we got a couple follows as well Arsky and O Cosmic with the follows we are one follower away from a hundred followers right now so if you are tuned in and you are not following the show Smash that follow button. If you're listening to this on YouTube or on Spotify or whatever, go to twitchtv crew Smash the follow button. Get those notifications on, and you'll know when we go live. Thank you for listening to the show tonight. Uh, week four Super Week is coming up. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. E.G. Immortals, Cloud Nine. Uh, we're either playing at the end of the day, pretty much, or at the beginning. End of the day, Friday, Saturday, beginning of the day on Sunday. Uh, be sure to follow the show on Twitter for all our instant reactions and thoughts. You can catch the show at Flight Check Crew, uh, myself at SantosDB, Knox at Knox with two R's, and Curly at Curly underscore double Q underscore. Make sure to hop into the Flight Check Crew Discord as well, where all kinds of esports discussion, uh, Smash discussion, and who knows, maybe some Apex discussion and a little bit of Valor discussion takes place here and there. Uh, if you missed any part of this episode, the VOD will be up here on Twitch uh, later tonight and tomorrow morning, and as well as on YouTube on our YouTube channel, uh, Flight Check Podcast. Thank you so much by the way, for 50 subscribers on the YouTube channel. Really appreciate the support there. Uh, if you're you know looking to follow us here on Twitch. Hey, you should go and follow uh, hit the subscribe button on uh, Flight Check podcast as well. and you can get notified when the vod is up and when the weekend forecast comes out. The audio version of this episode should go up on Spotify uh, tomorrow morning. And if you're listening to that and would like to catch the show live, we broadcast the episode every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. 8 p.m. Let me let me say that Hang on one more time. One more time. It's at 8 p.m. right here at twitch.tv slash flight check crew. Uh, hey, Knox, what time does the show start? 8 p.m. Eastern. It starts at 8 p.m. <laughs> Eastern time. Uh, Curly, any final notes or shout-outs, plugs, before we call it a night?
2: Um, Honestly, just really happy with everything that's going on this season. FlyQuest just keeps showing why I love them as an organization. And okay. then also, shout-out to Fiend for... Designing this wonderful jersey that I finally got after some male mishaps. Um, and then also retweeting me when I posted it, as the FlyQuest page also did. Love when they hype me up uh, when I just put on their awesome clothes. Like, they make me look a thousand times better. And they're like, oh my gosh, look at this guy. No, it's great. But yeah, shout out to all that. Um, and then uh, shout out to the fact that I'm also the only one with perfect pickums in terms of the podcast. Uh, so let's see if we can keep that up next week. Well, when you forget, <laughs> like me, to actually do your pickums, then no, no, good. no. I mean just the fly quest pickums. Oh, the... okay. I don't know where I am in like the fly quest community pickums. I just mean our games. Oh, I'm... I see. Yeah, I see. yeah. I'm the only one with a perfect record
0: so far. I see. The... <laughs> uh, Knox, how about you? Any any final shoutouts or plugs?
1: Um, I'm buying a calendar and noting the times from now on. <laughs> Uh, outside of that uh, no super weak super awesome uh, it is I, I, I am sorry I kind of just went scatterbrain for a second I am refing again starting tomorrow uh, for the Ooh. Proving Grounds qualifiers so go tune in watch that I think there's still one more game going on it may have just ended actually um, but yeah go watch those because uh, that'll give you an idea of who's participating in Proving Grounds who our academy team may end up playing but um, yep other than that i i've got nothing we we went 2-0 last uh we went 2-0 oh we, this past weekend like i'm just feeling good it it feels yeah. pretty
0: good yeah not going to lie uh for myself yeah please go watch uh proving grounds make sure to support the academy boys if you can uh and you know shout out to to everyone out there who uh is making it through you know Hopefully nearing the end of COVID times and getting back to some level of quasi-normalcy. We're almost there. Uh, you know, we'll make it and everything will, be, uh, everything will be okay. I can promise you that. Everything in the end is going to work out. Uh, we will be back next week to discuss Super Week and celebrate a 3-0 weekend, obviously. So for now, stay safe out there. Don't forget to hit the head on the nail and we will see you all very, very soon. Adios.
1: Have a good one, guys.
0: Peace, y'all.